each year we raise somewhere between 2.5 to 3 million that then goes out in grants to these 70 organizations and, and also individual artists. Welcome to the Shellcats, a show about music, culture, and Memphis. As we live into our mission of building community through music, education, and diversity, we look forward to interviewing artists and musicians and hearing about how they are writing their own stories, building their own communities. 85 years strong and with a rich history, the Levitt Shell has stood the test of time as a beacon of hope in the heart of Memphis. podcast is brought to you by Orion Federal Credit Union, where a big part of us is being a big part of the community. Visit orionfcu.com to see how Orion is redefining banking. no secret that communities are healthier and more cohesive when they have a strong foundation in the arts. Arts Memphis has been working to support numerous Memphis individuals and organizations, including the Levitt Shell, for quite some time. We spoke with Tracy Lauritsen Wright of Arts Memphis about the pride and commitment their entire crew brings to the Memphis art scene, as well as discussing why the arts are so important to us all, especially during difficult times. Thanks for being with us on Shellcast. Let's join Tracy with Arts Memphis. Hey, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today. We really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate the invitation. Thank you. How did you become involved with Arts Memphis? Oh, well, I guess I've been with Arts Memphis for about four and a half years now. Um, I have worked in museums and cultural organizations for over two decades. And um, so I had been at the National Civil Rights Museum for most of my career. And after uh, finishing a big project there, the renovation that we wrapped up in 2014, I was on the lookout for a new challenge. And Arts Memphis had an opportunity come open about four and a half years ago. So I'm lucky to be here and, and happy to be doing the work. That's wonderful. Yeah. I know how I feel about this, and I'm pretty sure I know what your answer is going to be. But just leading into my next question... Is a community truly a community if the arts are not represented? Well, of course, um, I think the answer is no. <laughs> but I think, especially in a in a city like Memphis, you know, we we often find ourselves saying that the arts really are the soul of this city. How Memphis is known around the world is because of our art and our culture, and so really, it is the arts that drive a city's character and in memphis we have we have loads of character and we have loads of fantastic arts organizations and artists i know one of the things that surprised me uh, in a in a very positive way when i moved to memphis from orlando florida everybody knows memphis is a great music city but the photography the painting the sculpting here is also magnificent as well Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, at Arts Memphis, we work every year with about 70 different organizations, all of which um, are using art to achieve really ambitious missions and, and goals. And we have 
absolutely world-class dance and theater and visual art on top of the great music that we're known for. For people not familiar with the excellent work that you guys do, give me the Arts Memphis 101 primer. Sure. So we have been around for a while. Um, we are in our 58th year of operation. We are a nonprofit organization. Um, we are not a foundation, but our primary program is grant making. So as I mentioned, every year we work with and support about 70 different organizations through a variety of grant programs. And those organizations are very diverse in their artistic disciplines, their size, and their scope. So we support organizations with budgets of $30,000 a year, all the way up to our big flagship organizations with you know, millions of dollars in their budget every year. So um, right now, um, through our Cornerstone program, which is our operating sub uh, operating support grant where we are funding 48 organizations. 41% of those organizations are uh, led by a person of color, black or brown leaders. And 77% of those organizations have audiences that are majority people of color. So we are seeking to always support a broader spectrum of our art sector. Um, right now we are definitely supporting a, a pretty large and diverse group of organizations, but we, we have ambitions to do even more. That's pretty wonderful. You guys are doing an awful lot of stuff. <laughs> we, we are. We are. And, that, you know, in another role, as I said, grant making is our primary program, but we also um, have a role as a convener, a connector, as advocate, and in this last year, we've seen that role of our work grow in importance, as you might imagine. So, you know, in the absence of a arts agency at the city or county government level, we are the primary source for data and information about the art sector and the impact of that sector on our community. Amplifying what you just said, there's something on your website that I absolutely loved when I saw it today. We envision a Memphis in which every individual feels pride in our city's authentic cultural assets and experiences the impact of the arts in their lives. That's wonderful. What a what a great calling. Yeah, absolutely. And and one one thing that we also like to point out is that the organizations that we we do work with every year are providing arts experiences in every zip code of Shelby County. So, of course, we want to see more art in more places so that, uh, you know, ever more people do have access to, to an arts experience right now. Uh, well, right now, of course, that's um, might not be in every zip code. We might be online um, today having right. virtual experiences and, and arts connections that way. But we, we do know that our arts sector is serving every corner of Shelby County. It also mentions on the website, and this is very impressive, we've invested over $22 million into local arts and culture in the last 10 years. We have, yeah, yeah. So every year we, um, and again, we're, you know, as we're a nonprofit, we every year raise the funds that we then grant back out. So each year we raise somewhere between two point five to three million that then goes out in grants to these seventy organizations and and also individual artists. We've had an individual artist grant for visual artists since two thousand thirteen. 
this last year, we developed an artist emergency fund because of the very quick and, and um, acute need we saw you know, artists uh, needing support. And so last year we did provide support to more than 600 individual artists as well. That is wonderful and so welcome. I don't want to give the impression that you're just a money organization. Talk to me about the expanded role that you feel Arts Memphis plays in the community awareness, uh, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, as I mentioned this this last year, you know, ev- everyone's needs grew significantly. And, you know, we found, uh, we found that our role um, as, as the primary source for information about the art sector and for the art sector, you know, what we ended up doing was reaching out to organizations to just, um, you know, one, we would try to have regular conversations. What was the weekly urgent need that we saw emerging? Um, you know, so we would, uh, you know, get conversations with representatives from the Shelby County Health Department or from the city of Memphis. Um, we would put together some peer-to-peer learning opportunities so that organ- organizations could share, you know, tips and tricks of what they were doing to, you know, help get through current challenges. And then also sharing out information with the organizations. You know, there were, you know, relief funds coming through the federal government. So, you know, working to help organizations understand how to navigate that landscape. Um, And then for smaller organizations that, you know, perhaps were not eligible for those relief funds, a lot of small organizations rely on contract artists and staff and and therefore weren't eligible for some of the relief funding that came through. So what were some other ways that we could help them, you know, through, you know, non-financial means and and just some additional support, Mm -hmm. you know, with capacity building and and other things like that. So every every week we're you know finding a new topic that we need to advance, a new uh, you know new set of questions that people are searching for answers to, and and so we're very honored to be in this position and glad to be able to work to help so many people in the community. So I mean, really, it's coming down to uh, fiscal and education and awareness, kind of all wrapped up into one organization. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really exciting and, and challenging work. And, and the great thing is that, you know, every day I learn some new way that an artist or an arts organization is serving the community, you know, beyond, you know, providing a meaningful or, you know, moving arts experience. Um, these organizations are providing really critical supports for the communities that they serve. So we saw a lot of organizations serve as meal distribution sites this last year. A lot of them were collecting donations of food or devices for their youth program participants and families. And also just, you know, the creativity and innovation that we saw from organizations this year to keep creating and providing those experiences for us all to, uh, you know, try to help get through all of the stresses that we had. And it's just been really amazing to see the incredible work that everyone's done over this last year. I know we really had to scramble at the shell quite a bit, but I'd have to say the most gratifying thing about all that is hearing from people how much all of this really does mean to people. It's really such a personification of you don't know what you got until it's gone. Yeah. And, you know, I think some some of the uh, more amazing stories that we share came, you know, came from organizations like the shell where I think Natalie shared with your director shared with me that, you know, you all had viewers in other countries as far 
away as Tasmania, you know, and, and getting donations from those folks. I mean, that's so incredible. And I think some of the innovations that we've seen this year coming out of necessity, we anticipate will probably stay. So, you know, while we're all eager to get back to in-person performances and events, we do uh, we do expect that the virtual component will continue in, in some form or fashion just because of the expanded audience that it's been able to garner for many organizations here in Memphis. And from that point of view, it's kind of exciting, to be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, for, uh, again, you know, to be able to export the the Memphis um, artistic landscape beyond Memphis and Shelby County is just fantastic. And, you know, I mean, we have absolutely Absolutely, some of the best artists and uh, arts organizations anywhere. Um, you know, we, we did a survey last summer and, you know, just kind of tried to feel out what people in the community felt about our arts, you know, the arts sector locally. And the majority of folks said that, you know, Memphis's art scene rivals any big city anywhere else. And, and we absolutely agree and believe that. Absolutely. Memphis, of course, is known as a music town worldwide, but I don't think everybody realizes our stage is dark. It's pretty obvious that that's difficult on a musician, but this has been difficult for painters, photographers, all sorts of artists. What can you guys do to help people like that? We can we can live stream, we can do certain things, but what does a photographer do? Right, yeah, that, that has been a real challenge, and that's why um, last spring when we saw, you know, just overnight artist jobs evaporated. And so our solution at the time was to, you know, kind of spring to action with support for specifically for artists in all disciplines, because, you know, while for a lot of folks, it might be, you know, their, their side hustle, um, it's, it still might be a very significant side hustle and provide a lot of income. And for, for many folks too, it is their primary income is living off of the art that they create and perform. And, and so, you know, a lot of artists had to kind of scramble and maybe, you know, try to move into the virtual space with, you know, an online shop or something like that. But, you know, for art sales, do, you know, gallery shows had to go virtual and, and that provided challenges and any classes that a visual artist might be teaching, you know, for youth or at a weekend or after school program, those things closed up to, you know, one, one thing we did see was that many organizations did, did try to keep artists employed as much as they could. But, but unfortunately, we did see about 80% of artist engagements were lost last year compared to the year prior. That's like 8,500 artist gigs that didn't happen. So it's it, it has been pretty devastating. And I think we're wanting to, uh, you know, wanting to continue to focus on providing relief for artists. There's, there's still great need there. But we're beginning to look towards, uh, you know, resiliency, recovery, and how can we help, one, support some immediate needs for COVID relief, but then also, two, build in some long-term stability plans for, you know, how can we build, uh, you know, a standing emergency fund for artists so that, sure. you know, if someone has a, a personal crisis, um, you know, a year or two from now, we have funds available to help with that. So we're working on building in systems where we can try to continue to provide these uh, not you know, emergency supports now and into the future. 
Want to learn more about how you can support The Levitt Shell and its mission of building community through music, education, and diversity? Head to levittshell.org. You can read up on our 85-year history and check out our schedule of live and virtual events. Visit our Shell Shop to grab all the swag and find out ways you can participate in our mission, whether that's through donations, volunteering, sponsoring a show, or becoming a member of our Shell Circle. Once again, that's levittshell.org. We're uh, obviously well into the pandemic now. It's probably the most drawn-out disaster any of us have ever had to deal with. Mm -hmm. What is your evaluation of the current state of Memphis Arts? Well, I would say it's, again, it's been incredibly resilient and creative and innovative, but we have found that we really need to provide a number of supports so that our art sector can regain the strength that it had pre-pandemic. So pre-pandemic, the nonprofit art sector in Memphis was a $200 million annual industry, supporting more than 6,000 full-time jobs. So collectively, the nonprofit art sector is the second largest employer in Shelby County. Um, collectively, we're the second largest attraction after Beale Street. So, mm. so we serve a lot of people and we also generate a lot of tax revenue. Um, that $200 million industry generated more than $22 million in state and local tax revenues. So we know we have a way to go to get back to that. And so we are, um, you know, as I mentioned, just working on how can we, you know, work to provide ongoing relief funding and then to just, you know, really invest, especially in small organizations and especially in black and brown led organizations that do a lot of critical work in neighborhoods and communities and a lot of critical work with uh, serving youth and youth creative development programs. And so we're looking towards, uh, you know, how we might provide opportunities for increased stability and sustainability moving forward. And what does that roadmap look like? I, I, I know all of us right now are, are so highly concerned with let's make it today. Let's make it through this week. This will pass. And someday we're going to have to build this back up. What are we going to do? Right. Well, I think, first of all, we are focused on supporting artists and organizations so that when we can come back, everyone is ready. They have the people that they need in place. They've got, you know, if as an artist, they've got whatever supplies and materials they need in place to be able to produce great work. And then simultaneously with, you know, making that great work, we know that we need to let people know about it. So how can we ensure folks have the resources they need to develop really strong and effective marketing strategies? Because we know that once we are able to come back to normal, there's going to be a lot of competition for attention as eager as we all will be, you know, to to get back to the way things were. You know, we want to make sure that the arts are people's first consideration. Um, you know, we're going to have a lot of competition. And so we want to make sure that, you know, one, we can all be ready to provide those great art experiences to bring all those audiences back. I'm going to take a guess that uh, education, especially in the, uh, in the field of the arts, has taken a great hit with the pandemic. Uh, would that be an accurate 
evaluation? Yeah, I th- well, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's so hard to do, you know, certain kinds of arts education, well, a lot of, kind of forms of arts education, virtually, you know, for, for example, right. in, in teaching someone how to play an instrument, you know, helping them hold the instrument properly, and, you know, trying to do that over a, a camera is, is tricky, you know, and then the, you know, everything with arts, you know, visual arts teaching, and, and, you know, theater, dance, you can do all of those things, but it, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little tricky and, and uh, probably not as effective as we would want it to be. Nonetheless, though, I'll just say, you know, all of the organizations we worked with, absolutely everyone transitioned to the virtual space to continue their programs. And what we also found is that, you know, a lot of organizations were able to expand programs. Um, you know, think about creative aging, which serves seniors in our community, um, the most vulnerable population in this pandemic. And they were able to, you know, I think they uh, increased their participation in their studio classes threefold over this wow. pandemic because they were able to transition to a virtual program and reach people you know, also go through the process of helping seniors gain comfort and familiarity in using a device for that virtual experience. And through that, they reached even more people than they would have otherwise. So yes, arts education has been really hard, but again, it has persisted. And I think, you know, when we're able to come back to do in person, there's going to be a great hunger and, and desire for that. And everyone's going to be so excited for it when we get there. I've been very fond of saying for a while now, the first concert back at the Levitt Shell is going to be a party we're going to tell our kids about. <laughs> you know it, you know, and I live in the neighborhood too. So I, uh, you know, I, I love going to the Shell and meeting friends and families and, you know, and the kids love it. And um, yes, it will be a really big party. <laughs> right. I think as much as missing the music, I'm missing the little kids dance in front oh of Oh my them. gosh, I know. It's so oh. cute. <laughs> my, my daughter has been one of them for the whole whole time we've lived in, in the neighborhood. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. So we're, we're all obviously um, concentrating on recovery, on getting back to where we were. What are some of the, the dream projects that you have right now? Currently, we got we to gotta survive, but once the future gets here, what are some of the things you're really looking forward to? Well, I think for us, you know, our focus is on providing unrestricted support to artists and organizations. So we want to provide the funding to allow folks to create great work and do what they do best. And so I think for us, we, you know, as I mentioned, we've had a artist grant for visual artists for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And we one of our strategic goals was to expand that program beyond visual art to other artistic disciplines. We had anticipated that that timeline might take us a couple of years to move that along. In this pandemic, though, with the Artist Emergency Fund, we now have a network of more than 600 artists that we've supported. So we're we're seeing the timeline for the expansion of that grant opportunity to more artistic disciplines happening a little more swiftly than we had originally planned, which is great. So we're working on that. We are also planning, you know, this uh, resilience and recovery initiative that we think is going to really be needed and really uh, strengthen our sector long term. And so we're looking forward to getting into that effort. And ultimately, um, you know, our, our 
dream project long term is just to continue to grow the you know our ability to provide unrestricted dollars so that our art sector can provide you know more access more great programming reach more people serve more youth more seniors and um, and really also to expand awareness throughout Shelby County about the amazing organizations. You know, again, there are organizations big and small that are doing such great and amazing work in every neighborhood. And we just want to help tell that story. I've always been so impressed with how involved you are also with with the younger segment of our community. Teaching the arts to children and and giving them that for a lifetime mm-hmm. is a beautiful, beautiful gift. A- absolutely, and and you know the arts provide so many benefits across the board. You know, be they you know health benefits, educational benefits. Um, you know, all of the data about how you know arts education helps students achieve better academically. Sure. There's a lot of information and data out there, and and you know of course one thing that's always a priority and always important is ensuring that youth do have access to to the arts, to arts education, to the opportunities to make and create and find within them that creative impulse and how that can just help them gain confidence, um, you know, find their voice, you know. The arts do things that just other disciplines can't, and so um, yeah, it is. It it is amazing. One number I'll just share real quick is um, you know our uh, the arts organizations that we support, um, and again, this is coming to pre-pandemic numbers, but they would provide two and a half million arts experiences collectively every year. Of wow. those, more than half a million were youth. Um, uh, youth engagements. So half a million youth every year in Shelby County getting access to the arts, which is great. That's one of the most encouraging things I've heard in a long time. That is fantastic. That is wonderful. Yeah. Tracy, tell, uh, let everybody know how they can follow you guys on social media and what, what the best way is to uh, keep up with what you're doing. Yeah, sure. So we are at Arts Memphis and our website is artsmemphis.org. And we do our best to share out as much information, not just what we have going on program wise, but what all of our amazing grantee organizations have going on. So that's a great way to just get a, a sense of the the scope and and diversity of arts experiences that await you. Um, And we also just this month are launching a new event calendar, which we're pretty excited about. So, um, you know, if you go to our our website, artsmemphis.org, and you click on the events link, we have a calendar there where you can search by whatever dates you're looking for and find arts experiences, art exhibitions. We also have a summer camp calendar up. So if you're, you know, a lot of summer camps are coming back this this year sure. which is exciting um, so if you're you know looking for something to do next this weekend or an exhibit to go to or a camp for your child we've got it all on our events page I know what my next bookmark is going to be. Very good. Love it. (laughs) Tracy, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you on behalf of the Levitt Shell for all of the great things you've done for us and for the Memphis community. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for the great work y'all are doing. You know, I I neglected to point out y'all's health and wellness series that you've done all year long, which, you know, is, is, I think, just Mm -hmm. a great example, too, of just how you know, as a music organization, y'all got creative to serve the needs of the community, which is so admirable. And and we appreciate the work you do and, and really appreciate the time today. Thank you.
Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you at the show and uh, have some fun. Wonderful. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Okay? Thank we'll you. See you. Thank you. You too. Tracy, thanks for spending time with us today. If you'd like to find out more about Arts Memphis, check out their website at artsmemphis.org. If you'd like to help the Levitt Shell continue in their mission to bring the community together via free music, check us out at levittshell.org slash virtualbucket. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.